0: Welcome to Chai with Sam Dosa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. My beautiful listener, I'm your host Sam Dosa. Welcome, Birmingham, UK. My podcast Chai with Sam Dosa has been in inception since June 2020, and I have been privileged to get amazing guests all around the globe. And my podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, and all other major brands. I've already reached almost seventy plus podcasts on my platform, so check it out. Listen to some amazing stories, wisdom, and some great insight of people's lives from the globe. Today I got another exceptional individual. Well, she is. <laughs> Almost going to sleep now. Well, uh, well all, almost in the evening over there, wherever she is, she's going to let us know. And it's the beginning of our day of Wednesday. So I'm in the morning, and she's um, she, what I call it the close of business for her. So let's bring in my great guest, Isha Patel. Welcome, Isha, to my uh, my podcast, Chai with Sandoza. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Sam. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Pleasure. Would you please tell my audience who you to tell this?
1: Who am I? That's a great question, Sam. So my passion is helping coaches and healers and facilitators to really upskill their ability. I do this through my modality, Origin Activation, which is now a very fast-growing global modality where I get to teach these beautiful coaches how to be more spiritual and how to be more in touch with their energy so that they can facilitate better sessions for their clients clients and also apply the tools to themselves to really take their businesses to the next level?
0: Quite intense area to understand because uh, we are living in a society or uh, the way we have been conditioned to look for uh, clients uh, in a completely different way. So tell us a little bit more as an activation. How do you look at it? Because a lot of people, when we talk about this thing, it's quite a new phenomenon, I would say.
1: Right, absolutely. I guess the, the biggest thing that needs to be uh, considered as assu- assumed knowledge in this is this idea that we are spiritual beings living in a physical body. If you view the world through the lens that we're just physical, then a lot of what I'm about to say doesn't make a lot of sense. Whereas if you start to understand that we are energetic beings and that this entire universe is made up of frequency and vibration, then you can really start to ask a different set of questions in terms of how is the reality being experienced and more importantly in the part that i love most how do we then consciously create the world that we live in through this understanding of the energetic and quantum space
0: wow wow well, let's let's little bit dive into this uh vibration because i can understand what you're talking about is this where i've been on my journey of understanding the vibration understanding the human psychology understanding the human connection from a completely as a healer, transformation healer, I can connect with people from sitting in the UK and connecting with people around the world, wherever they are. Uh, that's, that's the beauty of, we all have that capacity within us, but that's the exploration of you know, dive, deep diving into that area of learning is another area. So and a bit explore, let's about, when you talk about the vibration, what vibration you're talking about? Is it a hard vibration? Or is it about the uh, cons- conscious vibration
1: about um, it? I think at the, the deepest, most expansive layout, vibration is vibration. And then from that, you can create subsets. So you can have vibration, for example, sound vibration, you can have vibration in terms of light vibration, you can have vibration in terms of radio frequency or microwave. That's all just another frequency. Uh, the way that I experience energy is very much through the the most spiritual meditative sort of space. And to me, it's a very felt experience. So when I go into meditation and when I tap into this, this consciousness that I connect with, it's a very, very tangible experience that can sometimes be in the form of a tingling or a buzzing or an energy that moves through my body. And I feel it, I feel it in my heart. And I also feel it coming out of my hands a lot of the time as well. Um, And then also, you know, when I'm working with clients across internationally through Zoom and things like that, there's also this sense of connectedness that I feel that transcends time and space and distance and all of those things as well. Um, so I guess that comes through the understanding that energy is not in a limited form. It's actually something that exists in, in a form of, I guess, unseen consciousness that can be felt and that can even be directed through, for example, our thoughts, our emotions, and even our intention can be enough sometimes just to create a shifting in that direction of energy.
0: Oh, very true. Very true. When talking about intentions, that is were quite in that? significant uh, uh, carry a significant significant weight actually on those sort of areas because uh, uh, what you are intended to think about uh, your present or your future that actually creates for you. but that's what, what, what that's why what a lot of wise people have said think clear think very clean about yourself the way you wake up in the morning and you started energizing yourself or you are looking at how you want to see the whole day is your thoughts and your intention. You are paving the path for yourself. And then things started to shift because you have this um, misunderstanding about your own thought process, which paves a negative path for you. What do you think of that?
1: Right, exactly. I'm a huge believer that your thoughts do create your reality. And I mean, the thoughts are one aspect of that. There's also just your energy creates your, your reality. Um, And I feel like there's a a very strong connection between the thoughts, the energy, your spiritual self. And if you are thinking negative thoughts all the time, the thoughts actually connect to the emotions. And emotions to me are just sensations in the body. You know, there's there's so many... um, complications that people place on emotions. And to me, I find it's actually a very simple process because something can happen in your reality. So for example, you could be driving in the car and a driver cuts you off and then suddenly a thought goes through your head and you're you're swearing at them in your mind. And then that thought of, oh no, that horrible person turns into an emotion in the body. And the emotion itself really is just a sensation. It could be a tightness in the chest. It could be a clenching of the fist. It could be it's it's generally a very physical expression when it comes to emotion and there are chemicals that are you know connected to that as well and there's research that does show that um, the, the most simplest level of that is recognizing you have a thought that thought changes your physiology your physiology, to me is is a representation of this creation because i believe that everything is energetic and so when your physiology changes your energy changes i feel like it's inevitable and so when your physiology tightens up and your body contracts or your fists clench up and your jaw goes tight your energy also responds to that and that frequency even though your body stays here The frequency that is created from that change in physiology goes out into the universe and it's through a series of signals or vibrations that emit through the body. Now, there is science that shows this. the HeartMath Institute have actually done some phenomenal research around the coherence of heart fields when people come into close proximity without touching and still they're able to measure the shift in frequency. So we have this frequency, it's inevitable. The question is, what is your frequency doing? Because if your frequency is going out into the world and your physiology is clenched and your thoughts are unclean and you're putting negativity out there, then your frequency is negative. And I believe we live in a yes universe. And this yes universe, it doesn't judge, it doesn't condemn, it doesn't do anything. It just says, yes. It says, yes, I will give you more of what you want. And it assumes that you know what you want. So if you're behaving in this negative sort of way the universe goes oh cool that's the experience that person wants because we live in a free will universe as well so in this free will universe you can be whoever you want to be whatever you put out the universe says yes to that so then whatever it comes as a result of that is on you right
0: yeah very true what do but this understanding of uh free will is still very unsettled with a lot of people they are still being conditioned to a lot of things and we are not actually activating our free will to ourselves. We are actually looking at somebody else's uh, plans. We are looking at somebody else's things and we're thinking, that's my reality. That's my reality because I need to pursue that my reality because it's not understanding your own self. And you have captured a lot of interesting stuff which... uh, Resonate with me because I talk about emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence is all about self-awareness. It's all about looking at uh, understanding your own emotion. And as you said, there are researches being done. Uh, one of the research done by Candice Pratt, she's a doctor and she's done a research on molecules of emotion. Now, what she has done is that, uh, that each and every emotion has a receptor. And as, as you see, the receptor means receiving things. Now you say we are receiving a lot of information and this chemical dancing happen on our emotions. You wake up so happy. Suddenly you're feeling sad. Then you are feeling happy. Then you're feeling sad. These are all happening in your body because a lot of chemicals are making so many amazing dancing on your on your emotions. You are not aware of those. So that's why becoming self-aware of your own emotions and understanding how you manage and you receive all the abundance is in your hand. Nobody is stopping it because we are been conditioned so badly. We forget that you know our own way of living a beautiful life. We forget that because we are only looking at how I would be look, live like that person, not knowing that that person is showing a very awake. Uh, mask around him showing off a lot of things, but within himself he's not happy. But what we see the outside, the exterior thing because we don't see the interior thing and that's where the beauty started to come when you started to know your own self, you know, understanding and started receiving the goodness which has been already poured into you receiving by the vibration with the thoughts and cultivating the, the goodness within yourself. And there's the, the famous statement which I always use in my my speech is another thing. Is we are born to win, but conditioned to fail. We are winner. If you if you if you go back and this is how can you be the winner? Okay, you win because you fought with millions of sperm to be conceived in your mom's uh, egg, and then you came out. You were the first winning ticket. You wrote the one first winning ticket to come to this world. And then the conditioning started to happen around us. By the time we were seven, we were conditioned, very well conditioned. By the time you reach to the teenager years and then you reach to your adulthood, you are so badly conditioned. Your your beliefs been embedded into you, the way you look at things, what people are saying, what your parents are saying, what your siblings are saying, what your teachers are saying. Then you go into adulthood, what your boss is saying to you. You're... You have been conditioned and you have been just saying, yeah, I remember my mother was telling me, oh, my mother was telling me, my brothers were telling me, and my friends were telling me, my teachers were telling me, that must be the right thing. But one day when you started to open up yourself and say, ah, society has conditioned you. especially men, we are conditioned so badly since we can't articulate our emotions. We men are have been told from to the childhood that you are a man, you don't cry, you don't show your emotions. It the, is the area of girls who will try and show their emotions. And that has been conditioned to us. And that's where a lot of things started to impact a lot of people in that way. Relationship breaks down because they can't articulate. We can't articulate because we always said, we always been told that you will fix the things. Boy, you will fix the things. And she's going to mend the things. She's very good in mending things. She is very good at caliber, has a lot of given what God. God has given her so much. Uh, Insight of being part of that emotional journey to understand, but women are going through with so many emotional imbalances by themselves. Yeah, so this it, is how you manage your emotions, and how man manages his emotion is completely two different entities. And that's where the beauty comes when you started to understand your own emotions, and then see the things started to create a beautiful. Part for you because you stand on the same vibration by each other and understand each other on that vibration then it's not about that I am higher than you or you are lower than me sometimes we are dispersed very easily in terms of where we stand with our emotions we create a better future for ourselves that's
1: what so you- beautiful I love that I think you touched on quite a few um, key points there. One is definitely the difference between men and women and also just that, yeah, everything is pretty much set. Belief wise, everything is set, you know, by the time we're seven years old. And I think this is why the personal development industry is so big at the moment, because everybody just got conditioned as a kid. And now we're all turning around going, hang on, let me undo all my childhood so that I can finally live the life that I want to live.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, that's another thing, another area of being ready to take a leap of faith and start creating a shift in yourself. Not everybody is ready for it because we live in the society where um, classic example in our Asian society is if we do something, it will be <laughs> looked at as we are the black sheep in the society because we don't do those sort of things. We only do things which has approved by the society. And that's what is happening. If you look at the the statistics of people who are suffering mental health within our society is very high, but we have put that lead on it. So no do not know nobody knows how deeper the problem is within our society. And that's where Big issues happen within the marital status. Within Children are having so many uncertainty in their journey of their own journey of life. And that's where a lot of people like us, we are coming out and trying to open up this knowledge of, uh, fountain of knowledge. We are trying to share a lot of things and being, being shameless or being vulnerable in front of people saying, listen, this is what happened. This is what happened. You are not alone. Come out. Let's let's have a chat. Let's rest. Let's rescue you from your suffering. Let's rescue you from your your, your uncertainty. Let's bring you to the life where you will fulfill and have a fantastic, joyful life with your your spouse, with your partner, with your children. But how many people are ready for that?
1: Right. I think it takes a lot of bravery and courage to walk down the path of self-reflection. You know, I think sometimes it's, um, for some people, it's easier to actually continue living a life that is mediocre, because having to unravel and really go through that identity shift, because that's what it is, really, you know, when you're going down the pathway of personal development and growth, it's the, the letting go of the identity and really questioning who you are at the most fundamental level of self. Um, and you're right, a lot of people aren't ready for that. You know, and it actually makes me quite sad because on the other side of it, there's so much love and joy and beauty and peace. And and you start to realize that everything else was just a big story and and it was just a big conditioning. But it takes bravery to look at yourself in that real deep mirror to be like, hang on a second, maybe maybe there's another way. And maybe the way to get there is by letting go of the person that I've been. And I think that's where people really, um, can struggle with with that and then sometimes people choose to hold on to that life rather than to take that leap and step forward into something that I believe is actually so much better um, you just have to be willing to go through a little bit of the you know the hard yards to get there and then it definitely pays dividends at the end
0: yeah I think there is always uh, we have a well and a lot of wise people have said you know you always have given two choices or two parts uh, the path, uh, you have two paths, whether is, is a shortcut or is a long cut. Yeah, a shortcut will reach you to your uh, destination. But you won't be happy because you did not see the struggle. And that will fizzle out very quickly. If you take the longer path, yeah, you go through with the hurdles of achieving that happiness. But that will, that, that will be long-lasting for the rest of your journey, the rest of your life. And the choice has been given to you. As we talk about the free will, the choice has been given to you. But we're always looking at how quickly we'll get the answers to our request to the universe. Now we go to mandir, we go to mosque, we go to church, and we are sitting and says, God, give me give me that. And we are praying, and God will give you when the time is right. But we are impatient. Then we go to other uh, other people, and is can you pray for us can you pray for us and other people will take your your hard-earned money and say yeah we we'll may pray for you and then they are waiting for the, to get the, their answers happen it doesn't happen like that because when the time is right everything is going to fall on, on the places for you but we are impatient individuals. the usual we you must have watched so many so many movies and so many things which actually, Share, share that sort of story for our, our, our um, people in this.
1: Yeah, and I actually, you know, I believe that it's not even something outside of ourselves. Like I think the biggest thing that people seek these days is happiness and belonging. You know, I think there's a severe um, lack of connection in community, and especially within you know Indian culture, there is a lot of that thing of sweeping things under the rug, and that was very challenging for me growing up because. You know, I grew up in, in, in a Western country, I grew up in Australia, yet my background is still Indian. And so a lot of those Indian beliefs were coming into when I was growing up. And, you know, I saw other, you know, white children just being free and being able to do whatever they wanted. And I had this long list of rules that I had to follow and it actually made me really unhappy. Um, and there comes there comes a point where, you know, you start to question, you go, hang on a second. Why does someone else get to do that and I can't? Like, who, who decided that rule? Who makes the rules? And when you start asking those questions and you realize that it was just something that was imposed upon you from society or from, you know, parents or culture or whatever it might be, or even teachers and things like that, and then you go, well, okay, but do I have to listen to that? Like, who, who am I actually listening to? I think the biggest thing for me was about, yeah, five, six years ago when I really started going through my awakening questions everything everything and that's when I really started to get into this stuff around consciously creating your reality and law of attraction and manifestation and learning that well if everything is this energy frequency and vibration then the question I asked was what is in me that needs to change in order to change my reality and that was the moment when instead of expecting something from the outside, some you know shining knight on a white horse to come and save me, I realized the only person that was gonna save me is me. And the only way to do that was to change myself. And so then began the long journey of going through all like the breath work and the sound healing and the energy healings and this whole pathway of just uncovering all my childhood traumas and my abandonment issues and, and all this stuff. And then you know the, something interesting happened there's another phase that I'm going through right now where as much as I'm grateful for the, I'll call it the healing phase, right? The healing phase of my journey, there came a point where I was like, hang on a second. What if even that's just the story? Like, what if even all of that is irrelevant in on some level of perception? Because if I truly understand myself in my wholeness, then I'm already whole. And if I'm already whole, is there anything left to heal? No, there isn't. So then what is this story that I'm playing out, you know? And I think it was when I surrendered that aspect of it that I stepped into a whole new playing field of, oh my God, I can just do whatever I want. I can create whatever I want. There's no right or wrong. And now, now the world is my oyster and I get to choose the life that I live. And on top of that, I'm now consciously creating at a level that so few people are even playing at. And it's, it's huge, it's massive. You know, I look at everyone around me and I'm like, cool people are still just in the matrix they're in that system they're in those beliefs and i'm sitting here going i feel like changing that you know and so and i know that i can i know that i can and i know that it's okay and and so my level of creation in this world has really up leveled firstly from asking the questions but secondly also that next level of going hang on a second maybe even that needs to be surrendered in order for me to remember that i was whole all along and all we have to do is step into that yeah
0: absolutely true absolutely true I think everybody has to, um, there was nothing new uh, in, uh, uh, we all religions are seen because we have different interpretations, yeah, uh, uh, in, in Hindu theology, it also said that you reach to that level of uh, uh, bearing the children, and then you reach to that level where you say, okay, yeah, I've got children, I have wife now, I have completed my task. Now I'm going to go for one, my one vas. I will go into a jungle and I sit there and start doing my meditation and I will start to attain my salvation. And that happens within within the culture of uh, Islam as well as Christianity as well. But people understanding in a different perspective how you look at life. A lot of people are doing what has been taught. As you said, the rituals are there. We do rituals. It's not a problem. We should do rituals. It's individual choice how you look at it. But we stuck over there. We are not going above and beyond. Yeah, you have been told to do this, 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 you are doing this, 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 and then and then you are thinking why nothing is happening. But you are not breaking the barrier, you are not breaking the ceiling, you are just stuck in that ceiling where you are just saying, well, I'm doing everything, I'm still not receiving. But then you have to break the ceiling to receive the, the, the pure light which you are entitled to. But because we are again surrounded or conditioned because if you become different in the society, people look at you, not part of that culture. They look at you outside and that's where a lot of people get unsettled about themselves and say, if, if society is not going to accept me, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Well, Nobody is going to uh, acquaintance with my children or my, my family. I will be lonely. And that's the biggest fear people carry with them. And that's the biggest thing which happens to a lot of people. I'm a proud father of three beautiful girls. <laughs> and and uh, my ex always used to having a, a conversation, oh, we should get our daughters to get married into the same religion and everything. I said, no, why? That's their choice. Why I have as a father... Implied all them, you know, my daughters, uh, uh, whenever they talk about it, I'll say, listen, this is your choice. By the end of the day, you will be living with somebody, not me. So you need to find the partner who is going to make you happy. And how many fathers I have heard saying those sort of things, not many fathers, because they are conditioned to live in the society where they are looking at it. No, 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 no. We want to keep it that way because otherwise, how are we going to connect with people? And that's what is happening. We are not changing. We are just sticking the same rut or same tape is going into our As We want to embed back with the same sort of old ancestry. We don't want to change that. We just to keep it wherever. Even we have seen a lot of people who are migrating from, um, from India or Pakistan to different um, um, societies. They are not integrating. They are still carrying the same thing with them. And they a say, nobody, nobody likes us. Nobody likes us to this society. We are stick to the same culture here as well.
1: I think it's a really, you know, it's a really fine line between keeping your culture and being open-minded, you know, because I definitely understand that mentality. And it's true. Like, um, I think I'm one of the few Indians in Perth that doesn't hang out with all the other Indians, you know, because all the Indians stick together in Perth and they've got this massive community and, you um, and it's beautiful you know i think it is beautiful that people can find that commonality and share that culture and they can celebrate things like diwali and they can you know really come together in a community with that that common understanding of who they are and then yeah at the same time coming with that are the beliefs that probably don't serve them because i remember when i visited india a few years ago i was just hanging out with my friend and her friends and And I remember this one particular conversation. It was late at night, you know, everyone's having these these deep and meaningfuls. And and the conversation with all the girls around this this thing was around, are you going to have an arranged marriage or a love marriage? And so all the girls were sharing their opinions. And one girl said, oh, no, I'm definitely having an arranged marriage. My parents will choose the perfect person for me and I totally trust them. And another lady was like, oh i would like to have a love marriage but i don't think my parents will allow me and and things like that and so this conversation continued and i stayed quiet through the whole thing because for me you know having lived in australia at that point for about 20 years I was sitting there going, why is this even a conversation? Like, why is it even an option? <laughs> you know, Because <laughs> for me, having an arranged marriage wasn't even on the table. And it's because my parents came from a mixed religious background. And so growing up for me, I knew that I always had a choice. I knew that they would always let me choose the person that I was going to be with. And I did date a white person for quite a period of time and they were very okay with it. Um, and then to go to India and see these friends that, you know, their parents were having these restrictions on them and saying, no, you have to marry somebody, not even in the same religion, but in the same caste. I was like, really? Like, is that going to be the defining factor of your love? And, and I found it very shocking, um, just from having seen, you know, a different way to live. And yet the reality for, for a lot of these women was that they'd completely accepted it. So I was like, cool, you know, I can respect that. I can respect that if that's, you know, if that's your belief system, then, then you can have that. Um, I just find it interesting to see how many different views there are. And, and I guess the biggest thing is, you know, it doesn't matter what you choose. It's just, are you making a conscious choice? Because I can consciously choose to have an arranged marriage, but am I making that choice because I feel like there's no other choices? Or am I seeing all the choices on the table and then I'm choosing? Because if I have all the options available to me, and then I still choose to have a same cast arranged marriage, that's a conscious choice. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that's the only option given to me, then where's the freedom in that?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where the society plays a significant role, uh, because again, we back to the same sort of a conditioning comes in, and we are conditioned to a lot of things. And as you said, a lot of things are needs to needs to be uh, you know discussed uh, in hand. But sometimes there is no choice being given, and you need to start to that sort of thing. And and then that's what is happening to a lot of things. Our children here, as in the Australia, children have been taught as critical thinkers. They have been taught as a critical thinker that think outside the box. They are not been given, this is what it is, you just follow this. Everybody is following, you will follow the same thing. No, 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 not here, not these children here. But not within this society, there are children who are doing the same thing because in the house they have been conditioned differently. In school they are conditioned differently when they come house when they come to home they are back to their original state of conditioning by father or mother this is how you're going to be, be, uh, behave in society you have no no rights to choose anybody for yourself you are going to do what we are going to tell you to do and that's also dangerous things are happening but we as we entrepreneur we are in personal development we are helping so many young Blurred. Uh, we are mentoring a lot of people, and we are trying to help a lot of people to look outside the box. And it's it's, it's a long journey. It's a long journey to <laughs> embed a new seed into somebody. But it, a lot of people are doing it. And you know, as as you are on your journey of discovering a lot of things happening to you, um, which is very important. Which is very important. And we will have to become what i call it a, a vocal person to present in the moment of bliss people look at our actions and follow those actions it's not about talking talking is talk is cheap following through that pattern of doing the thing and following through what you are saying that makes 100% better for people because they want to see that this person is not only talking, he's doing it as well. And that's where we are coming and we that's where I will show the people that listen, we are authentic, we are we understand the value. We understand what it is what it's like to be in the present because we are doing it ourselves. And then that's why when we are talking about those things, that makes a better impact on people's lives.
1: Right, exactly. I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that say all these amazing things of how they're going to change the world. And when push comes to shove, you just sometimes you don't see the the follow through on that. I'm actually very grateful that I'm surrounded by a community of incredible entrepreneurs, they're all doing exactly what they say, and I—I I guess you know. On the one hand, it's like cool, like attracts like. Obviously, I attracted people like me who you know are on that same vibration. It's just so beautiful to be immersed in that at the moment, particularly here on the Gold Coast in Australia. There's a massive entrepreneurial community that I've been very blessed to have integrated in with in the last six to eight months that I've been on the East Coast, and I guess for me, it's just recognizing that. There are actually a lot of people out there that that are doing the work. You know, sometimes it can seem like these people are few and far between, but I think when you get to a certain level of entrepreneurship, you realize there's just a lot of beautiful people who want to do a lot of incredible things. um, I speak to these people every day. So it's just such a, a beautiful opportunity to connect with so many and so many young people as well. There's quite a lot of young people that are really passionate about, you know, changing the world, changing the money system, changing, you know, sustainability, creating options for like sustainable farming and, you know, people who really care about animals. And these are just some of my friends that are coming to mind as I'm saying this. There's just incredible humans on this planet who really do care, who really you know, want to see the world become a better place. And it's coming from that space of if we make the world a better place, we're the ones that get to live in it. You know, ultimately, and this can sound a little selfish, but at the end of the day, it's like, if I put in all this energy to create a beautiful community and world around me, the person that benefits the most from that is actually me, right? Like if I'm surrounded by these amazing people who are energy healers, who are entrepreneurs, who are coaches, who are just, you know, really helping other people in these big, big ways, yeah, they get the benefit, but I get the benefit, right? And so there is that level of, um, you know, self-servingness, I guess, in that where we we do things because we benefit from it, and and I think it's important to recognize, like, yes, it's one thing to want to help someone else, and another to recognize actually, the world is one anyway. And so when you help someone else, you're helping yourself, and when you're helping yourself, you're helping another. And so it, I think it really redefines the way that we bring service onto this planet, knowing that we can help people and be completely happy and enjoy and loving what we're doing at the same time and living in our purpose and being financially abundant and just having it all because I don't think we should be placing limitations on the way that we do this work and and in the way that we actually get out there and make this difference in the world.
0: Very true, very true. I think serving yourself is very paramount because a lot of times we think about serving others all the time and we are just pouring out from our cup. Even our cup does not have enough love within ourselves and we are just pouring out. And then realizing that uh, you find yourself empty and then you are desperately looking for love. And then you are finding abundance and you're thinking, well, I don't see anybody around me right now. But I have given so much to so many people. Where where is my, my, where is my, uh, I'm looking for some love right now. And then you're finding it difficult to attend those sort of things and you're becoming more and more unbiased about a lot of things. And that's where I say to a lot of people, you know, you are number one, look after yourself. If you do not look after yourself, how are you going to serve others? It is very easy to say, yeah, tell me your problem. My problem? Don't worry about it. (laughs) If you're not Mm -hmm. going to share your... Problems, or say If you don't have a problem, but if you are not sharing how you feel about yourself, then it means you are actually hiding a lot of things and you are suppressing a lot of things in yourself. If you're going to be bed-rested, who is going to come and say to you, "Oh, by the way, Sam, thank you. Well, oh, I did not know that you are actually being ill, because I was never telling anybody that I'm been going through with my own uncertainty in my life." I'm, I'm, I'm very shy about it, or I'm very, what I call it, ashamed about it because I do not share my thing. I'm feeling, I want to show everybody that I'm strong enough. I put this big facade on my face saying, Oh, your problem? Come, I will solve your problem. My problem? Don't worry about it. It's okay. I'll deal with it. And you're suppressing and suppressing. And then one day, you are on bed, suffering with cancer and everything like that. And then you say, You know what? The worst thing? I should have looked after myself first before I pour out to a lot of other people. And that's a lot of people do that.
1: Right. I think, you know, true abundance is realizing that there's actually only one cup. So when you're not feeling yourself, you actually truly, if we're going to be really honest, you really aren't serving the other anyway. Because if you see everything as reflections and projections mm-hmm. of self in this beautiful, you know, creation that we have, then if you are going to listen to everyone else's problems at the depletion of your own energy, then no one's actually being served in that interaction, right? Because to truly, to truly help someone else, you, you have to be coming from that place of wholeness. And to me, wholeness is in that oneness. It's in that one space. So if I am still coming from that space of separateness, that I'm separate and you're separate, then i can't i can't serve to the best of my capacity whereas if i recognize actually there's just one cup and that one cup is completely abundant then i can look after myself knowing that looking after me is also looking after everyone else and it doesn't need to be one or the other i think there's a, a unification that happens in that understanding and you realize well you know if i just spend a day dancing and painting and doing the things that i love and being creative Maybe that's exactly what the world needs for me right now. I might not be, you know, working in the typical sense, but maybe it's just my frequency. Maybe it's my vibration. And again, coming back to the energetic component, if we're serving other people from a place of depletion, the energy that goes out is not healthy. It's not something that you want more of. And then what happens is you just end up with more needy people being attracted to you, right? I'm sure you can relate to that. So um, yeah, it's huge. Like having having that understanding of oneness and then equally within that. Cause I know when I say things like this, people are like, Oh, well, if everything's one, then how do you, how do you hold boundaries? You still, you, you gotta have some level of like, you know, being able to say no to people. Like just cause we're all one doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice yourself in the oneness. It's the same way that if you have a massive ocean, every drop is still a drop, even though it's part of the one and no one drop gets sacrificed at the, the risk of the whole ocean. So I think if we remember that we are those drops in that ocean, then sometimes we act as drops and sometimes we act as ocean. And it's actually, it's actually the same as quantum physics, really. It's a wave and a particle at the same time. And that's who we are, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we can continue and continue. I think all day we'll finish. We did not finish our conversation because it's so, so uh, so interesting to understanding so many areas of life and, people started to open up and be coachable. A lot of people are not ready to acknowledge a lot of things. And that's where they stagnate themselves in their life, their career, their uh, future and everything. And they're always in the sort of world of breaking up because they are not ready to receive the abundance which is already present in themselves. And that's where people like you, us, myself, come and help them. But again, is if they are ready to acknowledge those things, that's the biggest question. If they are coachable, because you can't. Uh, there is this saying that you can take the horse to the fountain, but you can't force them to drink water. Is the same okay. philosophy of telling, well, showing people the path that you have success, but they are looking at the quick fix, same as we will say I'm having a an headache, and I would put two paracetamol and my headache is finished. Yeah, that's a temporary fix because what you did, actually you suppressed it. But if you're looking at finding the root cause, then mm-hmm. you will be thinking, of, you know why I'm having that headache. Or oh, might I'm going through some stressy situation or I haven't had a good sleep or I haven't had any food or <laughs> there are a couple of other things. So pinpointing those things might reduce the problem instead of, you are putting pills, which is suppressing things, And there are a lot of people who do the same thing. Life has gone through with so many uncertainty. And what you do is you're finding the solution or the fix, quick fix to resolve that problem, not going down to the deeper level. That's why a lot of relationships break down because they says, say, you know what, uh, I will help, uh, I will buy a beautiful gift to my wife, everything will be fine same vice versa, I will buy and buy and buy a good gift to my husband, everything will be fine. But that doesn't work. Either. You're not resolving the problem, the root cause. You're just putting the bandit on those those uh, problems. Yeah.
1: Right. And that's where the real work begins, right?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And we that's where we come in and say, no, no more bandit. Let's go to the root cause. Let's let's remove those uh, shackles you are holding down to. Your shackles. You only cut those shackles and start cutting those shackles and let let yourself free. And that's where when 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 people says, you know, I'm feeling very light and free. I said, so that's your journey begins. Let's begin the next level. Let's go to next level. And that's where the that's where the beauty starts. When people started to feel rejuvenated, and you must have seen in your clients. And then people says to you, Isha I'm feeling light. I'm feeling so thankful for showing me this path. And you feel like, wow, that's really good transformation, great transformation. And you were thinking, universe, thank you for making me the vessel to guide a lot of people. And that's how I see things when transformation happens in my coaches. I just look at up and I say, universe, oh my God, I'm just a vessel over here. Guiding people going forward in their life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. I mean, I feel so blessed and honored every day to be to be able to do this work. You know, sometimes I feel like I didn't really choose this. I know on some level I did, but when when I went through my awakening, it was so sudden, and I had never thought that this is where I'd end up. You know, I was actually um, I did my masters of teaching before that. I did my bachelor's of engineering. I went through the whole like very academic pathway. Um, you know, a typical Indian you have to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer. Those are the options, right? And so, so I did the whole engineering thing, and then I did the teaching thing, and then uh, went into yeah, working for a little bit in childcare, and and then fast forward a few years, I was like, how did I even get here? And and it is, it's one step at a time, and it's been so so divinely guided. A lot of people ask me how I started my business, and at no point did I sit there and say I'm going to be a coach, or I'm going to be a mentor, or I'm going to even have a business. It was just. Wake up one day, do something. Wake up the next day, do something. And step by step by step, next thing, here I am five, six years down the track and I've got this international, you know, spiritual mentoring business. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, thanks, universe. You know, I don't know how I got here, but but I'm really grateful that I am. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I think we, there's another, we can go for another discussion. There is another discussion about your soul the journey of your soul as well because your your soul is so mature in yourself as this guidance coming through the, from the universe that you are ready to accelerate your journey because we are in the transient world we came here for a purpose and the purpose you have got yourself is to be enlightened from inside out, not outside in there is no such thing outside in, everything is inside out and that's where the beauty started. And and that's where the maturity of your soul brings to the table and says, Sam, Isha, you are ready to go out and serve people from that energy. Not any energy, anything else. This is the energy you need to serve from. Because your souls are so mature to that level. You are looking for that the next level in your journey. You know, everybody talks about, you know, we have seven steps of heavens. So which step are you on? People say, well, I'm going to die. I'm going to be going to the heaven. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nobody's stopping. Everybody's going to the heaven. Mm-hmm. What about the next seven steps? What about the next six steps? Which is the ultimate salvation, uh, ultimate, ultimate uh, surrender. And that can be happening in this world. This in one as well. But you need to be ready for that. And you need to be in that vibration to acknowledge that. And that's where I come, that's where I uh, humbly said to a lot of people, you know, somebody says to me, Sam, you're going to have a heaven? When you die, I say, I don't want heaven. I don't want, I'm not happy to be in the heaven. I want to go further from, from that next level, to be intertwined into that oneness which has been created for us. Yeah, we are part of that oneness. We are all part of that oneness. We need to intertwine into that oneness, and that's the beauty of it to live in this in this world and be part of that oneness that opens up the entire universe for
1: really. you. That's so beautiful. I do, I do question. Um, and this is stuff that you know I ask myself these questions a lot as well. I feel like we're deep diving into some pretty um pretty incredible stuff here. Um with the question of the soul, it's like on the one hand, I believe that we are already that oneness, and um, and that experience of oneness is something that at times can be very, very tangible for me. Like I've really had these beautiful experiences of just total, you know, bliss, divine connection, absolute, you know, connectedness to everything that is. And so I get that. And so on the one level, yes, there's there's a you know there's a seemingness of evolution, which I believe evolution happens in form. I think outside of form, though really the truth is the soul is already mature i mean i don't believe at the deepest you know level of all connectedness that there is even an evolution that needs to happen i think this is just part of the creation because to me evolution isn't like a necessity it's something that we've chosen to do because it's joyful and it's just an experience and so for me i think i've really let go of this idea of wanting to achieve you know a higher level or something um, and just coming back to the now, like if I die and I go to heaven, great. If I die and I go somewhere else, great. If I die and, and I experience something that I don't even know what it is, great. Like, I think, you know, I think there's so many layers to experience. And in I think in the knowing of that, you know, that you're already that source, from that understanding, what levels are there? I mean, we're already connected. We're already divine. We're already children of God or whatever you believe in. Um And so from that space, am I evolving or am I just being and experiencing? And I think from there, sometimes I just remind myself, hey, Isha, you're cool. Like even if you're not growing all day, every day, which I think sometimes in spirituality and even personal development, you can get caught up in these cycles of I must achieve more, I must do something else, I must get to the next stage. And what if there is no next stage? Maybe there's just here and maybe there's just the present moment. And if you can be blissful now, isn't that all there is? (laughs) And then everything else is just... Um, it's just fun from there, you know. Like I think, I think life can be a lot of fun when you understand that.
0: Absolutely, just the living in the present moment, and that's the that's the beauty of it. It's we forgot about. A lot of people forget that uh, this is the present moment, which is the most precious moment of life. There is no future if you do not have your present. Right. Mm-hmm. The, and that's that's where people started to struggle. So oh, I'm preparing for my future. I'm preparing for my future. You know, we are talking right now. Yeah. You might you might hear after one hour that oh finished, I'm gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So life is full of surprises. Why don't you just enjoy every moment with your with your loved one, with yourself. Even though you, you can enjoy everything with yourself, there is no so beauty around you. Open your eyes. Look at the beauty around you. But that's where we are being Living in the society, we are always looking at the comparison or competition and everything else. And that's the saddest part for a lot of people going through it their journey, not uprising themselves, uplifting themselves for where they are. And that's that's what I call it, is life. People see life in a different perspective. People see life as a struggle. And you see life as a joy. You see life as an as a opportunity to achieve more abundance in your life. I see life as a, as a place for me, as a joy for me to enjoy with my loved ones, And I'm so blessed to talk to so many people around the globe, like yourself. So I'm just having, I'm just having a amazing uh, journey and adventure while I'm talking to a lot of people.
1: That's really beautiful. I do feel to add here that, um, it wasn't always like that for me. And you touched on this a little bit earlier on. I also went through a phase where I really didn't want to be on this planet. So I understand the struggle part of it, you know, quite intimately. And as much as I can you sit here today and say, life is amazing and it's all beautiful and it's all bliss. And and I understand the humanness just as much as well. And I think, you know, if there's anyone who's watching this, who is in like actually in the struggle, like my heart, you know, really goes out to you because um, it's not easy from that space to to always have that trust and that faith. And and what I can say is that for the people that are watching this, that are in the struggle, wondering how are these people living in this blissed out reality, the transition for me really was just um, first and foremost, recognizing that I'm allowed to create something different. So feeling that sense of empowerment and knowing that regardless of whatever happened in my past, I can change my now and that inner state, that change of state, it can be so instantaneous you know it just takes a it honestly it starts with an intention and it starts with a choice and sometimes you might need some help with it you know you might need to reach out to a coach or a mentor or you know i'm sure someone like yourself sam can probably help these people to really get out into the, into that next level and to coach them through that and this is why it's so beautiful that there are so many people like us out there in the world right now who are willing to take on that role and willing to support people in these journeys because I don't think I could have done it alone and I certainly hope that you know others don't have to as well so yeah it's beautiful and blissful now but I also had a lot of help to get here and by help it was humans it was um, non-humans and like you know angelic guides and like you know I had a whole team a whole team behind me and and even now, I have my moments sometimes where I do forget. I forget that connection, and sometimes I just go, "Oh, I just want to throw the towel." And like, what's even going on? You know, it doesn't happen very often, but from time to time, you know, there's still a bit of humanity in there, and I think it's absolutely. important to have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely,
1: I think it is that choose something different, and that and that it is a choice. And I think the biggest thing is you know, remembering that you do have free will, that you are allowed to ask for what you want, and you might just be surprised. Maybe, maybe you'll get it if you ask, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that, that's that's the beauty of it. And, and as I say, yeah, we all go through with our own journeys, and that's why you just have to shift this one word in your mind from, uh, because that's the word which is holding you a lot of time. We talk about challenges, 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 and I said to a lot of people, you know, I've been to, I've been through my 17 years of marriage which broke down but I said that that was not a challenge that was an adventure and if you change the word from challenges to an adventure that makes a completely different perspective of life and since that there were so many adventures happened, I've been through I've been to a lot of countries as a single man to enjoy myself so there was a great adventure for me and that's where the beauty starts, you know, you start looking at life as an adventure instead of challenges. And that shifts a lot of things. I remember my ex-girlfriend's son was very sick in terms of, uh, he always complained about a tummy ache. He was not having a problem in his stomach. He has an anxiety, a lot of anxiety. He was carrying a lot of anxiety from his mother. And that's what has happened. And this one word has shifted his entire life. I said to him, you know, when you go to school, have fun. And that fun element shifted his entire perspective to look at how everything was. And after that, he was never complained about his stomach. Because he was having fun. And that's how things started to shift. Because you look at things differently. But when we look at uh, the the purity of things and acknowledging it, it makes wonders. It makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. And that's where the beauty starts. And one has to be coachable. One has to be ready to uh, receive things. One has to be ready to acknowledge things. And as I said earlier, uh, the path is long, but it has a lot of great adventures. So let's Mm -hmm. jump on an adventure and have a lot of fun.
1: Sounds great. It's a great way to live. I love that.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Isha, for being my guest on Chavit with Sandosa. It was a privilege to have you and having a great conversation with you. Please tell my audience how they can connect with you.
1: Yeah, the best way to find me is if you go to ishapatel.com, that's double e s h You'll also find me on Facebook, Isha Patel. You'll find me on Instagram, Isha Patel 11, Twitter, LinkedIn, so on and so forth. Um, any of those channels, say hey, I'd love to connect in.
0: Excellent, thank I will put the bio on the description of this uh, release so people will get in touch with you. And thank you once more from me, for having me... Uh, from. Uh, for giving me the opportunity to have you on my podcast and sharing your great insight about your life and your journey and uh, sharing that to my audience really, really thank you for that.
1: Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. It's been a wonderful conversation. Thanks, Sam.
0: Perfect. Thank you very much. Um, all the best to you, wherever you are. Thank you very much for listening, and I wish you the greatest journey I had. Thank you. Thank you.